0: You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. Jesus said to his disciples, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. Everyone who listens to these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and buffeted the house, but it did not collapse. It had been solidly set on rock. And everyone who listens to these words of mine but does not act on them will be like a fool who built his house on sand. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and buffeted the house, and it collapsed and was completely ruined. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. When we begin the letter to the Hebrews, reading it, we find an opening line that God has spoken through the ages in various ways and through the prophets. And today we see Prophet Isaiah. And finally, he has spoken to us through the Son. And then we can think also of a principle that Saint Jerome coined, and he was an extraordinary expert of sacred scripture, deeply immersed in the Scripture in the Word of God and translating it. He said he gave us the the greatest translation that lasted 1500 years as the main text of the church reading of Scripture. And he studied the Greek and especially the Hebrew to understand the Scriptures to provide us with this translation. So he went on to say that the New Testament is hidden in the Old. And the Old Testament flowers in the New. And I think today's readings, both readings and the psalm, illustrate this. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. That was also Isaiah. Isaiah came in the name of the Lord. He didn't speak because of himself. He spoke because he was inspired to speak to a people in great despair. A people that was completely flattened. Uh, cut down and their Jerusalem was destroyed and they were in exile in Babylon and so the prophet Isaiah is coming from God to give them great consolation and also to interpret the times in which they were living so they could understand it from the point of view of God not just from the point of view of feelings of impressions of what anybody says might think to, f- to understand their times from the point of view of God. And it became an invitation then for the people to enter into God's ways, to, enter, to understand the world and to live in the world the way God <clears throat> wanted them to, called them, invited them to. And eventually we will find those words that they were instructed, the people who were instructed in Babylon to build up lives, not to live in a state of depression, Depression is a very debilitating condition that takes so saps all our energy, and we are unable to do positive things to build, to think about tomorrow, to invest today, for next year and the year after. If we're depressed, we're wiped out. And so I say it was rebuilding them. And <clears throat> there's a very wonderful image here, uh, both of a number of points really. That God is the one who sets up the walls and ramparts to protect us. We have that other line of scripture which says, Unless the Lord build the house, they labor in vain. Who build it? Unless the Lord guard the city with the strong ramparts, in vain do the the guards keep vigil. And so this is a call which runs all through the scriptures to trust in God, to build our lives on God. For the Lord is an eternal rock really solid. There we can build our lives. And if we build the lives on a political party or a fad of the moment or an investment strategy, they might work for a little while, but forever? What's going to last forever? What rock will last that long? And then we also have another image that's in this reading here that he humbles those in high places and the lofty city he brings down. Now that could apply to Jerusalem itself because it had been brought down and there were people in high places and they were brought down. Very sad stories about what happened to the king and his sons in the time of the exile in Jerusalem. You can check it out. And then we have also the idea that the high city, the lofty city could be Babylon that's on top of them. And it also provides that critique from God that they're not there forever. As strong as the Babylonians were, as strong as their armies were, as strong as their power base was in Mesopotamia, <clears throat> one day they wouldn't be there. He humbles those in high places. We also see that in the Magnificat, the Song of Mary. <clears throat> Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Well, what? who could come more in the name of the Lord than Jesus himself? And finally, he spoke through the Son. And so we have these words of Jesus at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, where the gospel reading today is from the end of chapter 7 in Matthew's gospel, and all of chapter 5 and chapter 6 and chapter 7 constitute the the Sermon on the Mount, of which the first verses are the eight Beatitudes. And so after all this systematic teaching of Jesus, which Matthew presents us, Then there's this summary advice. You have heard my word. If you are wise, you build your house on this word. And you will be building on rock. And no matter what rains come, no matter what winds blow, your house will stand. And then there's the alternative if you build on sand. So here we have a powerful invitation today to understand, the, to have a clearer idea of our spiritual life. It's not just about building a house of bricks and mortar and windows and doors and rooms. It's about our spiritual life. How do we build our spiritual life? On the latest reports in the media, on some guru, some counselor, person that writes a little article every week on a newspaper, online. Or we build it on God's word on the gift of god on our that our trust is in god and that we go straight to his person to build our trust when we are sinking in the storms when we are deeply discouraged and there are a lot of people today who are very discouraged and maybe your smile will be an invitation to people to relax to realize that there's goodness because you're connected with the deep source of love If we Christians come and we are nourished by God's word and by the Eucharist, then obviously we will be stronger. Today there's a great saint we're celebrating, Saint Ambrose. He baptized Saint Augustine he wasn't even baptized himself when he was acclaimed Bishop of Milan, which was one of the most important cities of the Roman Empire. Probably at that time more important than Rome itself. And he had extraordinary strength in very difficult battles uh, with the emperor on account of his claims. And he said, the emperor is not above the church. The emperor is in the church. A humbling moment for the emperor. Because sometimes an emperor can easily get the idea that they have the whole world under their feet. Well, you're a member of the church. And there's a lot of a wonderful teaching in the way Ambrose treated the emperor. And then there was this empress who really was trying to advance the Aryan heresy. And she was on that side of the fence in that controversy, and Ambrose resisted her even though she was the empress. And he drew a strong uh, line, and he held it, and that wasn't pleasing to her, so it wasn't easy for him. But to resist peer pressure, to re- resist political pressure, when the winds are blowing and the rains are coming down and there are earthquakes we're built on rock. This is the prayer Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.